Hello, and welcome to the Original Content Podcast. I'm Anthony Ha. I'm Jordan Crook. And I'm Daryl Etherington. And every week, we review the latest streaming shows and movies. I know that last week, we had said we're going to review the new shows from Apple TV+. We tried really hard to get screeners, but did not succeed. So I think that is going to have to wait until next week for a full review, I think particularly of The Morning Show, which is kind of the the high-profile release. But Daryl has taken a few minutes and, and checked it out, right? Uh, yeah, I just quickly watched the first episode um, early, early this morning. But it was like, you know, I don't know. It was okay. It was, it was, it was a show that I... It was. It felt like there was a lot of people in it, which is in contrast. <laughs> in a good to, way or what? No, no, no. In contrast to the level of quality. It was kind of like, oh, why did they bother getting all these people together to put out this achingly middle-of-the-road thing? But, like, I don't know. Maybe it gets better as it goes. Um, it, felt, it just felt old. It felt old. Like, oh, maybe this was a show that was from, I don't know, like five years ago or something. And then... Yeah, I I just felt like I'm a little bit worried about it because they're the way that kind of like Apple's apparently approaching this suggests that maybe all of the content is kind of like this because it's like they're aiming for the broadest possible audience and they also have this kind of mandate of like family friendly. So we'll see. But I, I haven't read any of the other kind of reviews. I've just seen sort of the high level people on twitter saying like on average these shows are pretty average or whatever but i can see why after watching that one right so um the good thing about it is it's free and it's lots of stuff like effectively free so you do have to pay five dollars a month for it if you're not in the category of either people who have purchased a new apple device of any kind essentially in since september um, and continuing on through, I don't even know if there's an end date on on the deal. Maybe through. Does it work for Apple TVs too? A new Apple TV. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, so it's a pretty broad. It's pretty cheap. Like collection of yeah, yeah. And I think the Apple TV is probably the cheapest way to get into it. Uh, especially, I think there's some discounts on right now for like the 4K. But like, yeah, that's a pretty big broad net. And then you also have. Um, uh, there is a deal with like students where if you're already a subscriber via Apple Music, you kind of get it lumped in. Um, so I think there's a there's a fair number of people that will get it for free. And I've seen a lot of smart people suggest probably this will be the way they do it going forward. Like every year they'll kind of re-up this deal. And that way it's kind of like another incentive, almost Amazon Prime style for people like upgrading their devices on a, on a yearly basis or whatever. So... I think in that, taken that way, as the thing that is there that you can kind of download and watch um, on the plane or whatever, if you're like in a bind or you just like want to, you're like, oh, I forgot to like get something I actually wanted. Like maybe I'll watch, pick up some of these. It It's like hard to fault that. But um, I do think, I do, well, I mean, it's impossible. It was impossible for them to live up to the hype based on how much hype and attention this got so that's kind of unfair too but like i don't know what i was expecting i guess i came into it feeling like wow this is gonna be something really different and it feels like it feels like kind of like the middling 
content that Netflix puts out, like they're kind of like run of the mill stuff. It it doesn't feel like HBO. You know what I mean? Like HBO right. is uh, what do they call it? What's their premier television or whatever? Like prestige, prestige shows. Right? Oh, prestige t- uh, television. Yeah. yeah. So this has like all the the on paper it looks like it should be prestige television, but then like in effect it feels more like Netflix is kind of like more or less forgettable average uh, original that they put out so i don't know for what it's worth that's also after watching i want to yeah like i want to see it like stop i'm well yeah no no, no. (laughs) see it by all means you'll probably like it oh as we joked earlier no just yeah no i can say it you can't say it not like that not with that tone are you fucking kidding me you'll probably like it you stupid there's no tone like are you kidding no no i heard you say that those you are the just direct like words things I don't like, and vice versa. Oh, and we only have one crossover, God. and it's bad sci-fi. <laughs> well, hope you have a great weekend. Um, <laughs> I have something that I do want to talk about that's completely irrelevant to everything you guys are talking about, but does stay on theme for the podcast in general. All right, let's do so it. So the HBO Go app on Apple TV, do you guys use that a lot? It is the worst thing on the world. It's the worst thing. It's horrible. Oh, really? And I just don't understand because I feel like I've been patient because like it's HBO. It's not like like Hulu and Netflix. Like you expect them to like have it together. Right. And then Apple, you also tech company. Yeah. Yeah. And Apple, you also expect to have it together. But they they fly under the radar, too. It is ridiculous to me that like so I watch a lot of Big Bang Theory. I know that's points against me particularly after our most recent fight but whatever um i watch big bang theory and i own every season on apple tv so that i can just like watch whichever one i want whenever i want and it takes like 20 minutes not 20 minutes like it takes like a full 30 seconds for that episode to like load when i click on it but like Hmm. it's in my purchased television like why can netflix pull any show of like hundreds of thousands of millions of shows and play it instantly the second i press play and yet apple has like 12 tv shows that i might want to choose from and it takes like forever to load but that's another thing so then there's apple and then way interesting way 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 below apple is hbo's app on the apple tv like it's not just bad it's not just like a bad ui ux it's like literally broken like when I go to my continue watching, it brings up like random ass Game of Thrones, like final season. Like, why is that? I'm not watching that. I haven't been watching that. No one who's borrowing my my account has been watching that because I checked. And yet that's what it brings up. Or like, I'll be on season two, episode five of Veep. But it'll like my continue watching will take me to like season two, episode one for some reason, like where I picked up last time just a lot a lot of little things that could be fixed with that and i just i hope someone from hbo is listening because i love your content why are you making it so difficult for me to watch it like can we get a little meeting going or something clean that thing up i think that makes me feel good about the way we do it here because it's like licensed through this crave app which is owned by bell and like I don't, it's not a great app, but it's also not a bad app. Like it does the job all right. So maybe. I think like you should not notice, you should not notice a TV app. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it either should be that you notice it because it's so good or it's like, you just don't even notice like the UI, the UX. Cause it's just simple. It's like straightforward shit. Like 
you should never notice how bad it is. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like that's, I'm constant. Every time I open up HBO and I'm like, oh, let's watch this. It's like, okay, well, give me 25 minutes to navigate there through this stupid ass app. I think part of that is also because Netflix in particular has trained us to expect certain things from these apps. It like, and and I remember I had a similar experience when we were watching Succession. And so, you know, every day I would go in and watch multiple episodes of Succession. And yet I would still have to like pay, like, you know, scroll really far back in the list of TV shows to get to Succession. And it seemed insane to me that it wouldn't just move the Succession icon mm. to the top and say, obviously you want to watch Succession. Yeah. And and that's something we've just become used yeah, to. Yeah, like it, like something algorithmic to like know what you've been watching and what you're gonna watch and stuff like that might be asking too much. But like, how about just continue watching that actually makes sense? Like, just make right. continue watching not broken anymore, and th- even that would be good enough. You know? Yeah, it's pretty broken in the watch TV, the Apple TV app too, or whatever. So like. Yeah, it, yeah. Even, even the ones that supposedly support it, like I don't, I, I find a hit or miss. I find a hit or miss with iTunes content. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Apple Watch or whatever that that app is is not any good. It doesn't. But you know what? What's funny about you mentioned like the loading times. I don't find that at all. So I feel like maybe that's like that might be a connectivity issue. Netflix is so so good and smart about how they optimize for Buffering a variety stuff. of connection qualities. Yeah. So I, I think that's where that is showing cuz I think on a real strong connection there's not really a difference cuz it seems instant to me when I when I press the stuff and it's streaming. Well, I will TV, say that it's faster on my computer than it is on my Apple TV, but it's still a delay. Like it's still a delay that I don't feel like should exist given the the speed of the Wi-Fi network I'm on. And I realize like that fluctuates throughout the day and the time of the day, blah, blah, blah. But like still, it shouldn't be that long. Like it shouldn't be that long if Netflix can do it with something that's fully streaming. Like this is a this is a catalog of stuff that I own. It's not like I like went into iTunes and like found some new random ass TV show and expected it to play instantly. Although it should be able to do that too. Like, hello, it's 2019. But this is like a small catalog of things that I own. Like, why isn't that ready to go? Like, when I click into TV shows on my Apple TV and go to purchased, like, shouldn't something be like, okay, let's load some of these up? Like, particularly the one that she's left off on, right? Like, why does it take 40 seconds to load that? Like, I I just don't get it. Anyway, this wasn't a planned conversation. I'm sorry. I just... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it sort of actually connects to the other piece of news that I wanted to talk about, which is uh, Warner Media and AT and T. They released the, some of the details about HBO Max, which is the app they're releasing next year, or the service that they're releasing next year. Um, and you know, again, I, I don't know exactly what the plan is in terms of how that's going to fit into the existing HBO Now and HBO Go apps. Although my gut says that HBO Now and HBO Go will not exist for very long after HBO Max launches, which I mean, like, God, like what a confusing naming system <laughs> also. And and I don't think I just feel like everyone's just going to be incredibly confused about which is which. But in terms of what they've actually announced is HBO Max is launching in May of next year. It's going to be $14.99 per month, which is basically the same price as HBO Now. Um, and, and if you are already an HBO Now subscriber or just an HBO subscriber via AT&T, you'll just be able to sign up for free, essentially. 
Um, and I mean, most of the content that they talked about was announced already. There's, there's been like a whole bunch of different things. There's a gossip girl reboot. They're going to have like a lot of the Warner brothers movie library in there. Um, I think the, the biggest announcement wasn't for HBO max proper, but was for this game of Thrones prequel series, which will be on HBO, um, which also means it'll be on HBO max called um house of the dragon which is a prequel series sort of based on fire and blood which is this uh westeros and targaryen history book that george R. R. martin wrote um yeah so those are kind of the basics i mean are, are we excited about hbo max what did you guys make of this news uh i probably won't be able to access it so i, I don't know <laughs> irrelevant <laughs> to you it's always a struggle with this stuff from canada because i'm always like oh that would be so nice we won't get it or we'll get it in some weird form like in some sometimes it works out way better and sometimes it works out it works out worse so like the nice thing about crave like the way that crave operates is that it gets a bunch of content that is otherwise locked away up among many disparate services so like it'll get a bunch of hulu content it'll get a bunch of hbo stuff it gets showtime shows it gets all of that in one for one lump price instead of having to pay each one individually uh actually CBS All Access or what's it called? CBS. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, CBS All Access. Yeah, so it gets like the Star Trek stuff. It gets all that in one. So it's actually a bonus, right? Like that's where our weird protectionist um, state-sponsored monopolies are working in our favor. But other times it's like, okay, well, does that sound like it could be a better service? And in this case, I don't know. Because, yeah, we like you won't get everything that's rolled in there. Hopefully, they will continue to honor their licensing agreements. I don't know what's going to happen, um, but yeah, I it's I think it's going to be frustrating to people. Uh, like if it were me, I would be very frustrated that I couldn't just do the HBO thing if that's not how it's going to work, right? And instead, you got to like you now all this other stuff in addition to like i don't know uh, what the pricing what is the pricing delta again between the two is there one it, they're the same mm, okay so i guess that's fine i don't know so from from a certain perspective it's you're just you're still just paying the same price as you would for hbo but you're getting a lot of extra stuff at least for now but right. it is also still way more expensive than most of the other streaming services and you are not necessarily excited about all the extra stuff you're getting. I mean, certainly for me personally, uh, I love HBO and I'm happy to pay for HBO. I don't really care about most of the originals they've announced. I'm, I think the film, you know, like the fact that they're going to have like, um, all the studio Ghibli movies. Um, they're going to have all of Dr. Who they're going to have new seasons of Dr. Who they're going to have, uh, you know, so th there's going to be interesting stuff in there. Although again, not necessarily the, the HBO max originals. Don't, don't get me very excited. Um, but it, it seems, so I, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about the service. It just seems like the identity of it is, is sort of confusing. And, and most of what's interesting about it is what we already get with HBO now slash go. Mm. Okay. Well then, yeah, I mean, it sounds like at least at first it should be an easy choice. Like no one should be that angry about it. But I guess the question is then like, what happens overall content wise or like, cause that's, that's the real problem with the HBO changes, right? It's not really how the mechanism, how you get at it will be. It, it's more, will they be able to continue making 
shows of the level of quality that they've done in past mm -hmm. when there was a mass exodus after, you know, kind of like, this is how we're going to do it. And if you don't like it, leave was the thing he famously, the one AT&T executive famously said. And then people are like, okay, I guess we're leaving. Right. Like a bunch of people actually left the HBO people. Yeah. So right. I think it's more like, yeah, great, great that you're doing that and great that it's a bonus for subscribers initially. And then the question will be like, over time, do you still offer enough actually good content that the people who are willing to pay more for HBO are willing to stick around and, and pay more for whatever HBO becomes plus whatever else you have? It feels like, you know, right now, I don't necessarily like everything that HBO releases, but there is this certain expectation of quality that even if if, if I don't specifically like some a show they do, like it's still going to be very well made. I, I'll say like I'll be able to say, yes, this is a very high level of television that's being made here. And, and I don't I'm not like mad that I saw it or mad that this is, exists. It's just not for me. And I feel like given the the aggressiveness of, of their plans with like all kinds of original content, it's sort of hard to imagine that that HBO is going to mean going to have that same association five years from now as it does currently. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I think that, yeah, their quality reputation so far seems strong. Yeah, so like let's let's wait and see. You're th I think you're right about the timelines. Like I don't I don't think yeah we're going to find out anything immediately. Like the the ones the like succession is a great example that's a great show they did a great job with that one the watchman one seems to be a great example as well like at least based on the first couple episodes i've really enjoyed them um so as my partner who is, knows nothing about watchman or cares at all about the comics or the movie oh, cool um and then what's the other one that's coming up oh there's the new his dark materials uh adaptation right. that premieres monday and on paper that thing should be good too so I, I don't know they they have a they have indicated that they could they could keep it rolling for a pretty long time and like really make that value um uh, argument like easy um jordan are you excited about anything with hbo max no <laughs> oh, well that's because i mean you're pretty pro hbo in general despite not really liking the app experience yeah, I'm pro HBO. I mean, like, it's cool. I think the long term winner will be the one who has the most the most favorites, right? Like it's all pretty simple. And to me, the biggest piece was that they're getting they're getting are they getting the office or is that going to NBC? The office, I think, is going to NBC. They're getting, they getting friends? friends. Yeah, friends and the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, it's like, you know, there are a handful of shows and like whoever I mean all the prestige shows HBO already has. So if it can get its hands on like the right collection of this stuff at the right time, right now it's just all changing hands so much that you still need all of it. Like I don't really, for someone like me at least, like I still need everything. So when the day I'll be, I'll be excited when the day comes where I don't need every single streaming service, but I think that's like a pretty long ways off. So you know what I mean? I don't, it's just like whatever. Right. Like there has to be some like consolidation or, some of the stuff just has to die off or you have to accept that you're not necessarily going to get access to all the shows you want to. Well, that's not going to happen. It's one of the, <laughs> one of the priors, but yeah, I mean like I just, it's like, or do what I do with like some of the new shows where it's like, I'm not going to subscribe to CBS. I'll access all the time, but I'll subscribe when there's new star Trek. 
what? Like if there's new stuff that I want to get access to, then you can, um, then I'll subscribe while it's new when, when it's being released, but then I'll just cancel my, turn my subscription on and off. Oh yeah. Or possibly use friend subscriptions in some cases. I'm not like a traditional like consumer, you know, like I don't buy a lot of stuff, but like I am with TV. So like, yeah, I'm good. I think I, for a while at least until, until (laughs) every, you know, every station has some sort of paid, not station, every network has some sort of paid something or other, which is where we're going. I might have to start making tough choices, but I hope not. Not there yet. Yeah, not there yet. Thanks for bringing There's me down. There's always the other choice, the oldest choice. Cable? No one no one does that one. Don't talk about it. Oh, no, no piracy. TV. Like, don't watch TV? Oh, piracy. No, no, piracy. No, I would yeah. never pirate. <laughs> I feel like once no. you've been stolen from... You have it. Maybe I. Maybe this was just me, but like I just once I once something was robbed from me, my backpack got stolen once, and it just changed my whole outlook on everything with piracy. I know mm. it's like different because you're stealing from like big corporations and stuff, but it's still just like wrong. I don't know. Yeah, but historically, when things have gotten difficult and expensive and whatever, on balance, people have turned to piracy, right? Like. I I think it's like a balancing factor as well. Yeah. I'm saying if they're like, I don't, whatever, leave aside the moral rightness, wrongness of it. I think if they keep, if they go down that route and they end up like really gating stuff and making it more difficult to extricate yourself from, or to kind of rotate as Anthony was talking about is is a a really good and viable strategy right now. And, and will be even if um, they start kind of like dividing it up more, as long as they don't get rid of the kind of like, the term limits on the on the subscriptions or whatever, like where there is no commitment basically beyond the 30 days so i think there's a lot that has to happen to like encourage a kind of like boom time in piracy but i feel like that is one way things could go if if stuff starts to um go that way go that that road but like I've, as I'm saying it, it sounds like it'd be a shame if something happened to your streaming. Ser- like it sounds like a threat. I don't yeah, mean it it like a threat. <laughs> it sounds like a real like Tony sure Soprano shit right here. It's like our <laughs> mutual friend wanted me to tell you that you know piracy is just a natural reaction to a tainted, poisoned market. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, sure. Okay. Take it Such as you want. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about this stupid show. Wow. All right. That's a great setup. All right. Living with yourself uh, on Netflix. And again, as usual, we will talk in general terms about our impressions of it. And then we can do a more spoilery discussion afterwards, but we'll give you guys plenty of warning. So this is a show starring Paul Rudd and Ashling B. Um, And Paul Rudd plays this guy, Miles Elliott, who is a copywriter and sort of unhappy in his job, unhappy in his marriage, and trying... Well, so this is actually... Uh, I mean, I think I think it's fair to say that Paul Rudd plays Miles, and he also plays Miles's clone, because that's, like, pretty clear from all the promotion. Although, weirdly, the, the show itself is structured so that the clone reveal is meant to be a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, I don't... I think you just, like, spoiled it, honestly. But I don't know how we do it without it. So, I mean... I mean, but that's, I mean, I think if anyone knows, I mean, going into the show, I went in being like, this is the show where Paul Rudd plays himself and his club. Yes. All, 
all trailers were like it's Paul Rudd and playing himself twice or whatever, like or like the character over again. So like they, if they wanted it to be a big surprise, they didn't really go around structuring the promotional campaign for it to engineer that. So I think, I mean, maybe the specifics of like it's a literal clone is is a bit of a spoiler, as opposed to just like there are two Paul Rudds for some reason. Or like a twin <laughs> but, situation. Right. I don't know. I went in knowing nothing, literally. Just having seen like the little picture as I scroll by it on Netflix for the last couple weeks or whatever since it's been out. And that, that's what I knew. And you guys were like living with yourself. And I was like, okay. And I turned it on and I went in totally naked. All right. Well, I think what I'll do is I'll write the notes um, just to make it clear that there are going to be some basic conceptual reveals that we're going to talk <laughs> about in this pre-spoiler section um but i think yeah i yeah. I, don't, I really don't think we've given anything away that, that most people don't already know if they know anything about the show I'm just no, it should not affect it. your viewing uh pleasure or the lack of thereof whichever way you go on it i don't think that particular point has should have any effect on it although i mean from past i know that people really really get angry about anything that resembles any kind of spoiler so you know well, I think it also speaks to how sometimes the filmmakers intend certain things to be reveals, but then when when it actually gets into the promotion, yeah. um, it doesn't necessarily go that way. I mean, I think sort of a classic example is, you know, in, in the second Terminator movie, which I'm about to spoil, um, it turns out that Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a good Terminator, which um, if you watch the movie, it actually, like, it's clearly meant to be a surprise when it happens. Yeah. But anyone who watched any of the commercials for Terminator when it was Terminator 2 when it was coming out knew that he was playing a good Terminator. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think it is very similar. Well, I mean, also with all the all the circumstances around how and why, that's still all secret. And that's kind of more fun right. than, than actually finding out about the, the double. Yeah. Well, okay. So what did you guys think of it? Uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. I just... I, it's pretty... I don't know, it's pretty rare for me to come across like a Paul Rudd thing that I don't enjoy. And he made a lot of movies, I want to say like in the 2000s, like the early 2000s, that were kind of like, oh, wow, Paul Rudd made a lot of movies. If if you like just looked at a list of them. <laughs> and But they weren't notable for any other reason. But I would say that that's a, that's a genre that I actually quite like, right? Like unlike other people who kind of made a lot of these like little sort of like low budget um uh direct to tv direct to streaming direct to dvd whatever they were movies i think his on balance come out better than most just because he's usually like encouraged and allowed to be kind of like his paul ruddiest and you're just like okay that's good that's enjoyable he's just kind of a fun person to hang around i guess kind of so like i'll i'll deal with it um and i feel like this i don't know this kind of felt like that to me but i a little bit more fun and they like the i thought the concept was interesting and i thought they like i thought they did some stuff where there was a lot of things that i found were unexpected versus how what direction i thought they were going to go in um at the micro level just like on a on an episode to episode basis and i was i kind of thought that was interesting without being like totally crazy it was just like oh wow this isn't how i would have plotted this sort of like whole scenario you have going on here but uh neat okay that's cool 
So that's kind of how I felt about it. Inoffensive, but quick. Um, yeah, especially like without getting into spoilers about what or how, I, I like didn't really get a huge sense of satisfaction out of like the kind of arc, but I also didn't mind it. Right. But it wasn't the kind of thing where like by the end of it, I was like, ah, that's a very satisfying conclusion to this whole thing, this journey we've been on. Yeah, that's my overall feeling. Yeah, I was telling Anthony that I didn't watch the last episode and I kind of like lost interest slightly towards the final episodes that I did watch. Um, But I will say that I really enjoyed like format wise the way that they did this like it's not like jumping too far around in time but just enough and like from different perspectives that i think it's not like it's the first time this this has ever been done or something but i thought it was done well well enough like it's interesting and sometimes those things can go really poorly because you feel like you're watching the same shit over and over and over again and i didn't feel that with this um so props for that structure wise but like and you know i'm i'm a, I'm a fan of paul rudd i think it's pretty cool to see him play a character who's like a shithead you know like just kind of like a slob piece of shit right and like look kind of yeah. haggard and old and tired like paul rudd is just such a, like the he's like a charmer you know he's just like funny and cute and although he's playing what a 37 year old in this or something well, we know she's 37. He, I don't sure? think they ever said Oh, okay. So I remembered his specific age being mentioned. And if you remember hers, then they mentioned them both specifically. Yeah. They're, I think they're okay. both 37. I think yeah. you're right. Both of you. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. It was just cool kind of to see, like, that version of Paul Rudd. Because, like, you know, he just always plays these very, like, happy, cute, charming characters like the good guy and he was like a little bit of both in this one so that was nice um but yeah i i agree with daryl that like it was just mm, nah. like there are parts that are funny and there's some recognizable talent in there which i appreciated um but like it just wasn't like super special like it was fine like i i was fine watching it and i did pay more attention to it than i do the average show for a while there at least Yeah, it, it had the benefit of like the, the the length of the episodes is nice. Like you kind of don't have time to get bored because right. they're pretty short little episodes. What are they like? Thirty minutes at most. At most, yeah. Well, I think the finale is thirty five, but everything else is under thirty. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I thought that it it was sort of given that you know in the last couple of years, I mean, Paul Rudd obviously is a, is a movie star regardless, but has sort of become even more of a movie star having become, you know, Ant-Man. Um, and so, and, and been in, you know, the Avengers movies and stuff. And, and so like the fact that this was kind of the next thing he did after that made me think this was going to be a, a bigger thing than it was. And, and in a lot of ways, I mean, obviously just having him play two versions of himself, the special effects presumably needed to pull that off it, is itself pretty ambitious, but for the rest of it, it's very small scale. It's not, you know, it, it, it is really focused. There are other characters, but but it's almost entirely focused on the two different versions of Miles 
and his wife. And, and basically everyone else is very much a supporting character. There aren't really that many different locations. And um, yeah, it, it did feel in some ways just like this little fun, you know, fun way to kill four hours, essentially. Um, I, I, I will say that emotionally it, it hit me harder than I was expecting, though. Um, I mean, there, it is mostly comedic in tone. But I mean, one of the ways they use the concept, uh, you know, the, the the sort of emotional territory that that they use the science fictional stuff to to explore is this idea that, you know, this guy, Miles, has, you know, that, that he was once this sort of much more ambitious uh, person, much a much better husband, and then over time, that you know, he's he's sort of become a worse and worse version of himself, and through the details that we're not going to get into yet, he sort of gets to see a better version of himself again, or at least a theoretically better version of himself. And I found that like actually pretty powerful, like just thinking about the ways in which I may have become complacent about certain things in relationship stuff or in life stuff. And and so, I mean, and, and just seeing like <laughs> how shitty Miles can be is is like really horrifying but also still kind of relatable. Oh, super relatable. Yeah. But like definitely made me feel like what a shithole I can be sometimes. Yeah, it was good there. Like the yeah, the the I was going to say like early on it feels a lot um I guess just like kind of lighter than it will be or maybe more like a laugh a minute type thing, like a lot of gags and then but there is that stuff that comes in and it is um, it's good. It's really effective. It does. Yeah. It's just, uh, maybe it's like the right demo as well for like, um, his age bracket, uh, happens to be my real age bracket. I just realized <laughs> that now. And I, I turned 37 in a few months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that might be why it feels like, Oh yeah, this is a super personally relevant, but, uh, I think that's a good use of that that concept because it could have just like like i was kind of getting at like it's like there's a lot of media that's based on a similar premise and i think this manages to avoid a lot of the easy cliches that that goes down it definitely indulges in some of those too but it it avoids a lot of them as well and part of the way it does that is is on the back of that right where it's like at at some level it's kind of like a little bit of a it's just a, like a, a existential um uh theory game right of like oh imagine yourself as if existence was new basically uh, without saying too much that might be saying too much but yeah i think that also the i do agree that it's, it loses a little bit of steam towards the end um, not necessarily because the episodes are worse but just because you there's a little bit more of a sense of oh Okay, I get it. I see what you're doing. Okay, sure, that's fine. Um, but and 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 but like overall, I I again liked it and thought it it stayed relatively strong throughout. Particularly because as the show goes on, the the focus kind of shifts away, at least for periods of time, away from Miles himself and and more towards his double or his I mean his clone. We've said that already, and then and and towards his his wife Kate. Um, but I didn't. I was definitely not crazy about the finale. I thought the finale, in particular, it um, sort of felt like it was inventing plot just to kind of keep things going. And then, and and we can get into this more in more detail later. But it it also felt like it was this weird balance where I couldn't tell 
to what extent that was meant to wrap up the whole story or just set up a season two? Because it kind of seemed awkwardly halfway between the two. Um, At least judging from the Wikipedia page, it doesn't, there's no indication that they're planning a second season, but it it, it felt more to me like it was a setup for a season two. I don't know what happened in the last episode. Yeah, that's interesting. I, we should talk about that more in the space station because I have f- feelings about that too. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything else we, we do want to talk about before we get into spoilers? No, I would say this is like a, to me, the definition of like a good Netflix plane ride show because it's like easy uh, to download a bunch of uh, like the whole season and just kind of have them available to pick at as you like kill a few multi hour trips or whatever, right? So. That's like where it fits to me and like not to that's not um, to damn it with faint praise, I guess. Like I, I actually mean like it's perfect for that and I appreciate that there is some content that is kind of like ideal for that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I agree that it, there's like a certain kind of like modesty about it that overall, I mean, I think that works for it. It, it like mostly has these isn't trying to be the most amazing show of all time and and instead sort of is trying to do these fairly specific things. And I think it, it does them mostly pretty well. Um, all right. So let's, let's move into spoilers then. So if you have not watched all of living with yourself, possibly the first season of living with yourself and don't want to be spoiled, you should stop listening now. Uh, Daryl, do you want to sort of walk us through what actually happens to miles? Yeah, sure. So he's miles. Elliot is the main character played by Paul Rudd. And he, um, has an ad agency job and kind of like uh he's not doing great i guess at the job things are kind of like stagnant for him and it seems like that's kind of like the state of affairs for him overall in his personal relationship things have somewhat stagnated too and a lot of that is around the the you, like you get a glimpse in the first episode that he's reluctant to go get fertility testing so you know that they're like apparently like though trying to conceive or his wife would like to conceive, but he doesn't seem that eager to get that done um, and move it along. So yeah, it's kind of like, and he's feeling down and you know, everything's gray. And then he, his one coworker who is like killing it, I guess in the ad game at work, um, it, like tells him about this, spa that you can go to for special treatments that are reinvigorating in some way so um he goes to the spa which is i think in a strip mall um and then there a great scene one of the the funnier uh bits is like tom brady is coming out of the strip mall spa like (laughs) actual tom brady (laughs) Uh, and it took me a while to realize who that was because I'm like not a huge football fan. So I was just like, I know that. Who is that guy? <laughs> and then luckily they say his name out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he says, was that Tom Brady? Like in the spa? So, oh yeah, he does. And they say, yeah, we can't reveal the the identities of our clients for confidentiality purposes. Um, but yeah, so he goes in there and they, you know, put him under to do this thing. And there's kind of like a, Oh, is this going correctly? Like the sedatives aren't really working. There's Wait, hold or on. something going on. Re Tom Brady. Uh, I googled it, and you know he said he'd been there six times. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he uh he won six Super Bowls. 
Oh, perfect. The second he was like, yeah. it's my sixth time, I was like, I bet you he's won. Like, why that number? You know, like, I bet you that's how many Super Bowls he's won. And I Googled <laughs> it and I was right. So fun fact. Carry on. Nice. Yeah. So they, he uh, goes under and then we cut to him. Uh, we cut to someone like digging themselves out of what looks like a shallow grave, like and in, in a plastic bag in a forest. So um, that's Miles, and he runs naked through the forest and arrives at a farm. And the farmer recognizes him and says, "Miles," and you don't know why. And then he runs on all the way home because I think he tries to get picked up. That doesn't work because he looks like a crazy person and in, in a diaper and like right. diaper and dirt. Yeah. Um, and when he arrives at home he realizes that he is already there or somebody is already there and it turns out to be another version of him. I think that's the conclusion of the first episode, right? It's like he face to face with himself, comes downstairs to check on who's broken in. Uh, I actually think in the first episode, they go to the, um, Oh, do they go, they back go to, to the, the spa. spa? Right. And, and at the spa, they, they find out that, that, um, you know, that the, the guy, the the Paul, I'm sorry, the Miles who woke up in a grave is the original Miles, and that the Miles who went home is the clone. And then there's sort of some jokes about, you know, refunds and discounts and stuff. And I think that's the end of the first episode. Also, like, you have to note how easy it was, because, like, at one point they bluff and say, well, not bluff, but they say they're going to call the FDA um, to report them if they don't get their discount back. And, like... I want to know when when this is when and where exactly because like it was really easy to call like the FDA's like criminal investigations unit and get someone on the phone. (laughs) Do you think like that would actually happen? Like you just call the FDA and someone's like, hello, I'm ready to hear about this investigation now. Yeah, I don't know if they have a hotline. I just like maybe I'm just making an assumption. Maybe the FDA is like always on board and like ready to like customer serve you. But like I just yeah, it doesn't seem like the type of agency that have a big front line staff. I guess that's what I'm saying. Right? Yeah, or like good infrastructure Uh, even to like pass your call to the right person. Like I could be really wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh yeah, but then so I think. In the next episode, you get it from the other Miles perspective, like the one who's cloned. Like it starts kind of like how he experienced um, waking up from the treatment, and they that's this is one of the structures that I think Jordan was talking about that they do throughout the show is they go back and forth and they re, they rewind a bit and then like retread some of the same area or space from the other person's perspective, like kind of like I think that's like the Rashomon type thing that is a mm-hmm. common. Um, fictional trope but like it's pretty effective in this one I, I think i agree with jordan like it doesn't feel like it's like there's not a lot of like crossover or overlap between their two experiences so it feels very um fresh well and they'll fast forward through stuff that's yeah. just this it'll be like all right you know what this is we'll we'll we'll, we'll show you just enough that you know that it did happen but we'll move on yeah from that. yeah structurally they did it really good but so like the uh this is i think this is where you realize that they like why he met the farmer and why he recognized the farmer recognized him. I think that happens in this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. And oh boy, I'm going to be terrible at this. Cause I've actually 
Yeah, I haven't seen this in a while. Wait, hold on. I do have something to say, though, about the structure thing as you collect your thoughts for whatever comes next in the show. Like, there was one slip up plot wise, like writing wise, that I noticed with the going back and forth from perspectives, which is that, like, when the clone finds out, oh, I might be wrong about this. I was going to say there's a, one point where the mm. clone finds out he's a clone and says, I've never kissed my wife. And then they go back to that night and he kisses her. Yeah. But that could have come after he said that. I'm now realizing. Yeah, because he doesn't. He, they advise him not to have sex. Right. I my Oh, yeah, you're right. OK, that's a good question. Wait, no, no. I think I think when they first have the conversation, it's, it's already been after a day. Um, no, because yeah, he comes he home that night after he cooks the apple and stuff. Right. Like it's after he cooks like right. the apple squash thing that he actually meets old right. Miles in the first place it was that night. Right. So he did kiss her and then right. he learned he was a clone. And then he said, I'd never kissed my wife, but he did. He kissed her that night. Anyways, I think they messed up. I'm going to stick to my guns on this one. I think they messed up. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, but they don't. Um... They also advise him not to not to look in the toilet if he needs to use the oh, toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, which is a nice tight gag because he pees and he pees rainbows or whatever, and then it's just like, what the fuck is this? Um, well, I also just assumed when they said that that it was going to be something to do with poop because I'm yeah. just like, well, I yeah. mean, that you don't look, but like with pee, I mean, how could you if you're a guy? Not look, it's right there. <laughs> you gotta look. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah, you do actually have to, or you should if you care about. Right, otherwise it can get messy. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, but it, so he, he's not allowed to do that. He's not allowed to have sex, and we don't actually find out why he doesn't have sex. But it, it, it's just a useful plot device for building up the tension of like the will they or won't they between the wife and the clone, rather than the wife and the non-clone who have had plenty of sex already. Um, Meanwhile, like the wife is experiencing like two different husbands any given moment, like. But my, Miles, this clone Miles is like, by, at this point, everything about him does seem better in every way, right? Like he, um, he doesn't need his glasses for one thing, so he's just like biologically better, better, um, and he is nailing it at home with the wife, like he's being kind and considerate and caring. So like emotionally and like kind of like this, this is also interesting, right? It's like what is that? I mean, you can't think too much about the science involved because they <laughs> obviously they transfer over all of his life experience and memories. Because otherwise, you wouldn't think you were the original. Well, you're person, not a right? very You'd useful like, clone, oh, right? Like, if you don't have any of the yeah. memories of before you were cloned, you're just like yeah. some dumb baby. But somehow, one of the effects that they that kind of bring up through the show is you d you you do that, but you also get rid of all the kind of accrued b emotional baggage that comes along with having lived those experiences, right? Like that's part of the reason why you're the clone Miles is able to be so open, um, open and engaging and receptive right. to his wife, and also why he's like doing well at work. So he he also kills it at work. I think in this episode, um, he goes into a meeting and like pulls some of the stupidest bullshit <laughs> right? I've ever seen for like being in a meeting <laughs> of like. Let's just brainstorm and then like, oh, we're all together, connection and whatever. So I think it's important here to point out like 
his plan that's all like touchy feely and like back to basics like human connection for this client which is literally like a cell tower infrastructure building <laughs> client um is exactly opposed to like the other guys kind of pitch which is like futuristic and oculus rift based vr something or other so everybody loves it he he knocks it out of the park there uh yeah he makes this farm to table dinner whatever um i think and then to jordan's point i think there's a kiss somewhere in here there's a smell yeah he <laughs> smells her hair right yeah but that's part of it too like all he seems he seems newly like all sensory experiences seem novel and enjoyable to him like i think when he gets out of the the clinic he also kind of like rolls down the window and just like huffs in the air um yeah so that's another part of this whole like renewal thing right uh, but this is then we kind of catch up to the end of the last episode halfway through this episode um, with the old miles confronting him and they decide uh, that one has to go like they get on this path oh yeah one has to bounce right. and it's yeah. going to be new miles yeah which makes sense right like oh yeah of course we can't continue to just like both coexist in one life uh at the same yeah. time in the same place doesn't make any sense and old miles definitely takes the attitude of just i'm the real miles you're this like weird copy who essentially should just get the fuck out of here yeah yeah which again has a kind of like baseline logic to it so even new miles kind of like goes along with it right um and new miles is like pr- kind of disillusioned with the whole thing he's a little bit like deflated uh this is maybe some of his first emotional scarring i guess right but like yeah, he's the copy, whatever. And then they they managed to convince the strip mall uh, guys to give them back some of their money. So he's going to take that some of that money and go and just kind of like live go it up. Go anywhere, and, do anything. Which like is silly. Like honestly, they should have yeah. just left New Miles and let Old Miles go and do that. Because like Old Miles is the one who really wants that, right? Like New Miles. I thought... That's what was going to happen. He wants at that his point. life. Like, he wants I, I, to live his life and be good at it. And old Miles wants to get the fuck out of that life because it's beat him up. Right. It was stupid yeah. to do it the way they were. No, yeah, I really thought too, that's where they're going to go. But... And I think that's like a good example of where that would have been an easy way for them to go. And so the, the way they did go is kind of like less expected and possibly more interesting right like i really thought at this point the series was going to become either i i did think like old miles was going to realize like oh wait i should be the one to go because this sounds like it's a new start for me or uh new miles does go and then like they kind of have parallel paths but very different parallel paths and you kind of get this like vision of like well what would he have done if he's unencumbered by all these things what would happen to him and would it be good or bad right and then i so it didn't take that direction at all it took a weird direction Um, i don't know if i i don't know it's hard to judge things that are hypothetical but anyway uh i don't love everything about the direction they took i mean i think in these middle episodes i thought it was fine so essentially what happens is that um when when new miles decides not to leave um they, they sort of come to this agreement essentially that um he'll stay in the house and he'll go to work and and do and basically work until the until they they land this this contract with the telecom company Hilston, and yeah. then original Miles will stay home and work on his work novel. On his play. 
His passion project. Oh yeah, play. Right. Right. Um, and but and and like so that kind of goes for a while, and then it kind of co- like, but you can kind of see that like neither of them is like doing great with this arrangement because of course it turns out when you have all the time in the, in the world to work on your the your passion the the play that was supposed to be you know your, the expression of all your artistry and everything you have inside instead he just wastes time drinking and watching porn. Um, and new miles, I think, you know, sort of chafes against these limitations. And and there's this night, which I had thought was, was initially was the, the, the kiss was, um, where, um, old miles is too hungover. Right. Right. Exactly. To, uh, or I think he might actually still be too drunk, not even too hungover. Right. 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 um, (laughs) Hang out with Kate. Um, cause they live in, in basically, I think that the New Jersey suburbs and they, and they have some friends coming in from New York. And, and so, uh, new miles kind of fills in because he's not <laughs> totally trashed. And there's this, you know, very interesting dynamic of like, so the new miles is the one who like does an amazing job, kills it at the party. And then, you know, Kate is definitely like, nice work. This is the guy I remember. Let's fucking do this. And and then old Miles has to kind of like sneak back in to have sex with her. Yeah, that's a it's a, a interesting scene because it's like, yeah, it's, I don't know. He old Miles comes off. I think this is peak bad old Miles yeah. this episode. maybe Totally. Because he's like so shitty. Uh, and but also also really relatable in terms of the 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 thing of like hey look look at all this like finally my dream has come true like my work is handled i don't have to work i can do all my passion projects and dreams or whatever and like immediately he just fucking burns that time doing the dumbest stupidest shit <laughs> but i feel that i feel it yeah, right yeah. i don't know I've I yeah I've I've taken a week off from work to to do like personal writing projects and I will tell you that that was not the most productive week I've ever had. Yeah. So yeah. I I totally Yeah. No, exactly. Um, I don't I don't think I spent quite as much time doing what, what he did, but uh it it was a lot of like staring at the screen being like, "Oh, I thought this was going to be so great, but it's not." <laughs> well, and this is where like Good Miles is also at his peak cuz I I I think he I don't think that they're both struggling. I think he's doing fantastic. Like the only thing he's struggling against is not being able to fully inhabit the right. Miles world. Right. And he even takes over writing the play and deletes a bunch of it well, and like that, improves it. There's but, a bunch of pieces to that because like where my where new Miles might be struggling is like yeah, like you said, not being able to inhabit the whole life. And I think a big part of that is he is in love with his wife and he misses her and wants to be around her and he gets to spend one night with her at this party and have fun with her. And then the second they're going to consummate that old miles swoops in and he has to listen to it from the bedroom. So like, I think the play was a little bit of new miles revenge more so than like trying to inhabit that life. It was like, Oh really? Like you're not, you're going to, I'm going to go to work and you're going to get nothing done. And then you're going to get to screw. Well, I think it was also that he just couldn't like he was just tidying up before any of this happened. Like he just looks around and he can't even take it that this is happening, right? That this it's again kind of like this this show has a lot of depth that doesn't isn't apparent until you start thinking back on it or like examining it cuz like you can see how just 
of in one person there would be both those things right where there would be somebody just looking at this as an observer and being like what are you doing why are you wasting all of this opportunity why are you making such a mess not cleaning up like i definitely feel that way when i'm doing that shit and then you know i'm angry about it and i'll have like bursts of like all right well i gotta fix all this shit but then you just kind of descend back into it at times right so um yeah but uh, this is also the one where <laughs> the, the the only thing he doesn't he's his like ideas book is like the hilarious like uh crayon scrawlings of like a child yeah. of like <laughs> indiscernible like just pigs or like animals or something and you're like what the fuck is this and, like, new mo- hands over old- a style you know yeah yeah, yeah. That joins neighbors properties yeah <laughs> yeah old miles cannot even at all access it right which is another good point of like it's it's working very well for new miles but old miles can't even understand where this came from like he has no connection to it whatsoever he's lost the ability to connect to whatever it is that uh, new miles is finding meaningful in this and that new miles can then translate into like actual success with the clients and, and his firm um yeah but a lot happens in this because also this is the one where they present the idea to hilston like the company that they're working for and the hilston guy loves it but also sees right through him right so they present it but it's it's at this point miles has is like fuck you i don't owe my success to you i don't you're not like just the better version of me i can do this myself and so he goes and gives the presentation at hilston kind of fucks it up but not badly enough that the owner of Hilston they, they he still chooses them but then he has this kind of weird talk with Miles afterwards where he's like well obviously you stole this idea from someone else and that's fine but just make sure like you keep that arrangement going cuz I don't want this to like you know if you're going to cheat you got to make sure you get away with it yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah he's he's taken over old miles has taken over basically as a result of what we were talking about with the new miles like coming into his space and doing his play and everything he gets fed up and this is his kind of revenge and also nearly basically going to bed with his wife but then old miles taps in so old miles is feeling pretty sensitive here about being replaced and i think that's why he does this and he does a that's a pretty good scene his fumbling with the pitch is pretty good but like we gotta i'm like sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for the biggest reveal of all so we go to the party where they're celebrating him having gotten the deal and that's not this one is it yeah it is it is it's um, oh. right so they get the de- they get the deal he's driving to the party um and then i forget exactly why he stops but there's like a thing where this car drives past and knocks his door off um and so oh, by, yeah. by the time he gets to the bar new miles is already there and so is kate and so, like this, and then New Miles is in the middle of telling this, you know, funny anecdote that that we've heard him tell a couple times before. And then Old Miles walks in and delivers the punchline, and um, basically everyone is like, "What the fuck?" And and so I think they, they're able to pass it off to the coworkers as, "Oh, this is just Miles's brother," but then they have to tell Kate the truth. And at this point was where I was like, I don't know if we maybe should have gone down the, one of those routes that I'd laid out for you before. You know what I mean? Where 
new miles stays and old miles goes or whatever, because I don't know. I mean, it definitely opens up some interesting avenues for the next couple episodes, particularly with regards to like new miles and, and Kate and stuff. But like, I don't know. I was just like, where are we going with this when that happened? Well, th- this is definitely another one where I was surprised that th- that was right. the direction they took. Right. I did not think that right. they were going to be like, okay, now they're both just here and it's a limited group that they're both here too, but they're going to not really kind of it, like, they aren't so protective of the secret. Cause they also have, um, Aaliyah Shotcat in this one as Miles's sister. Right. And, it's revealed that like the Miles clone has just been coming and seeing her already, like, like basically had, immediately. Like with, and yeah, she's like down with it. Totally cool. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Top of everything else, he's also a better brother. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, waste of Alia Shawkat though, because she's only in this episode. I think. I think she's in one and more. Maybe one more. But she worked for like okay. two days. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and like, did it did it perfectly. And her boyfriend, I think, is like a pretty well known actor too. And they both just like show up and like play these amazing characters and bounce out. I love it. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. The parts were good. Um, yeah, but that's. I think. I think that's why. I, I think if you think about what the show is doing, like it's more doing. It's not concerned with that plot device beyond the, a tool for doing this kind of like. Um, exploration of what it is to be like kind of getting older and on weed and like all this other stuff like its primary purpose is whatever let's let's explore this psychological thing or let's explore this existential thing and all of the actual plot of like the clone things are secondary or just just serve that right so whereas i think other media would have gone off on both those other things we kind of expected them to do um this one wouldn't do it because it's not about the madcap antics. It's about like, how does this make you feel about yourself or whatever, right? Totally. I think it does a really good job of that. I agree with you on that. Also, did you guys ever see the show, multi- or not show, the movie Multiplicity? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just thinking of that the whole time. Like, I, I, I'm sure it's dated now. I'm sure if I watched it now, I'd be like deeply offended at many parts. But like. I used to love that as a kid. It was like one of my favorite movies. I thought it was so funny and it's the same concept. It's like Michael Keaton. I mean, not the same concept at all because this is like you said, like definitely far more relatable and about like, who am I? Um, and this was just like a funny haha movie, but Michael Keaton, Daryl, have you seen it? No, I haven't. So he gets like I know of it. overwhelmed in his life and like decides to go to this I don't even know what this is but he like there's some old man old rich old man who's like I can clone you and like you can you know just your clone can do things so like this number two this first clone like does all of his work stuff for him and then three the third clone like does all of his housekeeping and stuff and he just like golfs and then the fourth one is just like kind of a mess because each clone like loses something like isn't quite as like as full of a human <laughs> like anyways so you I don't talk know. about it it's like a copy of a copy yeah yeah exactly um anyways it's just i kept thinking about that throughout the, throughout watching the show and i just had to bring it up so wait let's go to the part where the 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 wife and the and the new miles 
Right. So we're, we're skipping ahead a little bit, but then essentially um, New Mile, after the revelation happens at first, um, Kate is very much, this is horrifying. What the fuck is wrong with you? This guy has to get out, you know, New Miles has to get out of my house. Um, but then, you know, things are continue not to go very well at home. Um, and, and New Miles is still staying in town to, to do the, to take care of the work stuff. Um, and, and he misses his wife so much. He like keeps like rubbing one out to like every photo of her. Photos of her like with a dog and photos of her with grandkids and like or grand grandpa or something like that. It's just like what in the world? He he misses her and loves her so much. That's part that actually like got to me a little bit because it was like he just loves her. And and there's this amazing, I think probably my favorite cliffhanger of all the cliffhangers is so then eventually he goes onto this fictional dating site called Dater and types in her exact details and then it suddenly she comes up on the profile and like you know as having an active profile which at that moment partly because he also tried to get a clone of he he stole um, a strand of her hair and tried to convince the the spot to clone her so yeah um at this point you've already got this at least i had the idea of of a clone version of her in the back of my head so i was like oh my god is there like a clone version of her fault like wandering around what what's happening um and and so what it turns out is how ha- it was basically there's then so the, everything up until episode five has been alternating between old and new Miles's point of view. Episode five is from Kate's point of view, and it's this um, basically gives you this distillation of their relationship, um, which starts with the fact that she had a miscarriage. And to try to, you know, show her that everything was going to be okay and that he was still committed to the idea of starting a family with her. This is, they've actually lived in New York City at the time and and Miles bought a house in the suburbs and said, you know, this is going to be the kids' uh, room and we're going to start a family here. It's going to be great. And then they sort of fast forward to, you know, five years later or whatever and and everything is bad and sad and, or at least, you know, just very mediocre and, and, and flavorless. And, and so you sort of see why she's sort of set up to start looking at the better miles. I mean, I, I think anyone would, but but she in particular is set up to, to see the, the better miles. I mean, the new miles as, you know, a, a viable option. And so and, and she also then because part of the way that miles paid for the cloning is to basically take out the money that they'd saved for fertility treatments. And, and I think for IVF. And, and he just emptied out that account and, and and turned it into cash and paid for the cloning that way. So she's just like absolutely furious with him. So when she gets this mess, so she's already sort of at, at an idle moment, created this dating profile, but then been ignoring messages that come in. But then when she finds out about the money and then also sees the message from New Miles, she decides to take him up. They go on a date. It's sort of like at first kind of weirdly tentative and and platonic. But then she is going to this design conference or architecture conference in the city. And so she's got this hotel room. She's going to be out of the house for a week. And she invites new Miles to go with her. And so there's this really great episode where, you know, they they go to the to New York and they intend, you know, and then they, they you know, as soon as they get it, like there's this awkward discussion when they're checking in where um, the 
person at reception asks, do you want one or two beds? And they're like, oh, yeah, we, we can do one bed. And they go into the room and they kind of fall into each other's arms. And you can tell they've been waiting, you know, the whole whole day to do this or longer than that. And then it doesn't go that great because it turns out that, you know, New Miles has the memory of sex, but he's actually never had sex before. <laughs> and they're not entirely compatible. And, and sort of throughout the episode, you see these little things that show how um, they're, they're, you know, that like, he's great in or like, he's, you know, proactive and enthusiastic. But you know, they don't quite click that he's, he's, he's always on in a way that it's kind of tiring to be around for too long. And, and then there's like this one scene where he can tell and he does this amazing thing with his mouth where he can tell that something's going wrong. And he sort of like does this kind of half frown and he's trying to figure out how he can make it better and it, and it just is like so sad and and so he tries to, one of the ways he tries to make it better is by reenacting this dance that they did at their wedding and she just cannot she like tries to go along with it but you know halfway through she it just kind of falls apart and she says like I don't, I'm sorry I just really don't remember any, any of the steps and and so it eventually ends with them having a big blowout fight and, and she kind of sends him away and he, and he goes back. Um, and, and in the meantime, um, old miles has just been sort of chug. I don't remember a ton about old miles, storyline at the same time. I think he's just been kind of like chugging along. He went to the meeting. He went to the County. Right. Vote yeah. thing. Right. So he, he was hanging out at home cause he thought that new miles was taking care of all this work stuff. Um, but then yeah. he kind of is like, wait a second. I, you know, I want to see like this, this vote which is kind of like the approval of the project, this, this cell tower project that, that you know, um, Miles's firm is working on. And so, but when he calls, it's like he gets this weird message that's they're like, it seems like people are wondering where he is. He shows up, new Miles is not there. And, um, and so he at first just sort of hides and is like against, he wants, you know, new Miles's plan to fail, but ultimately decides to sort of, you know, pitch in and actually try to figure out like how to actually salvage this. And, and so he does this really weird thing where he um, goes to get a drink with the farmer who he met in the first episode and, and some of the other people in this town. And, you know, from having read this agricultural magazine, he makes up this whole story about, you know, his grandfather who wanted him to check the the gender of the chickens which then leads into the story about how his grandfather died from um, cancer after this Japanese cell phone tower was put on his property and uh, and apparently it works it, it actually even though like the his friend sort of sees through him but everyone else seems to, to vote for the the Hellstrom project instead so he comes home I guess theoretically triumphant but is also kind of like what the fuck where where was New Miles? I thought he was supposed to be taking care of this. And it, and it becomes clear that New Miles um, hasn't been at work for like a week. And so um, he gets back. He's been like doing all these angry phone calls to New Miles. And then he sees New Miles looking at him, like hiding in a car just like a block away. And then he gets like black bag kidnapped. And, and I think at first we're meant to think that New Miles, I'm sorry, that yes, that New Miles has kidnapped old, old Miles but it turns out what's happened is that the FDA, who was called again in back in one of the first episodes, they've decided to investigate and they um, 
they think that old Miles is the clone, so they take him to this facility. This gets very silly. Um, yeah, this is where it departs into like more. This is what know, I didn't see yet. Comedy, but it was fun. Right. Oh, okay. I liked but it. But like, new was Miles like... was there because he was going to kill him. He was going to kill old Miles, right? Like, what? Thought about killing him, and he thought about kidnapping him. It's it's sort of mm-hmm. not a hundred percent clear what he what was he gonna was going to do. He thought about it. Yeah, I mean, there are multiple yeah. times where he thinks about killing old Miles. Um, well, he also like, like bought a gun and like duct tape right. and a shovel. <laughs> so, like... and, a shovel. and there's a whole thing where well, he buys like everything except for the gun at like this you know Walmart or whatever, and it's already very suspicious and like the. But then he asks the lady at the register, oh, yeah, do you know anywhere I can buy a gun? <laughs> and, and apparently she tells him, and he goes and buys a gun, too. Um, but he doesn't get to Old Miles before the FDA does. So they take him to a facility? What, what's up with that? Like, Yeah, they basically take him to the FDA office and, like, put him in a, what is it? like a Lactation room. Yeah, <laughs> the, like, federally mandated lactation room. Like, that's where they're holding him. Because there's they're sort of not real like yeah. FDA people. They just kind of they've gone beyond their mandate. This. Yeah. <laughs> and they think this will like help them move up in the agency or something like that. But then like the scene is constantly interrupted by people knocking, being like, Hey, you have to let me into lactate. There's like a fridge full of uh, you know, breast milk. It it kind of doesn't really go anywhere, in my opinion. But um No, it just serves to take him out of commission for right. the for the whatever else is happening, right? Like that's all it does. Yeah, and the way we're sort of telling this is is kind of bl- like blending um, some of this stuff to get the, together because it's not strictly chronological because it's jumping back and forth in time to show the different perspectives. But essentially, uh, New Miles has then entered the the house, and I'm trying to remember. Now. So then he, um, oh, that's right. He goes. He goes into. He's, the he's trying to adopt the. He's finally trying to actually just pretend, yeah, right. he's old Miles, right? Right. He like uh, there's a scene yeah. where he takes toothpaste and he smears it on his shirt, on his sweater. <laughs> yeah, and he like wears like shittier clothes, um, and and he's waiting and for Kate to come home. Pat mashes his hair down so right. that it's not so springy. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> and and so what happens instead though is, old Miles does eventually get released because. Uh, the agents who captured him, who arrested him, have been reassigned to children's vitamins. <laughs> and, and so he comes home. He gets home right right as... First, he's let out of the... Just, like, he's let out of the lactation room because, like, another person working at the FDA Needs wants to, to go in there. Yeah. And then Wait, so oh, no, he just... trapped in there for a long time, too. So he's reading all these parenting magazines and <laughs> drinking breast milk. Yeah, yes. Yes, it is. It is. This is where it's like closest to being a more traditional comedy. But like, yeah, then they he just gets out because she opens the door and is like, oh, I need to use this. And then he runs out like frantically and finds the other ones. And they're like, yeah, we don't you're not really under arrest if we can't do this because we've been reassigned. And so I guess we'll take the handcuffs off of you and then it's done. And then like he just leaves and goes back. So I liked it because it was. But like in part because it didn't do anything at all, but I don't know because it was like so weird and inconsequential. It just kind of went on for so long and and, and kind of had so many kind of random details that I didn't hate it, but I was just kind of like, I don't know that we needed to spend all that time on that. And right. then, so when he gets home, he, he, you know, actually like 
makes a very, at least what seemed to me to be a very sincere apology to Kate. And of course, she also at this point is very apologetic because she feels like, you know, she's cheated on her husband. And, and, and so they're both like very emotional. But instead of sort of having a, a really long conversation about it, he starts doing the dance from the wedding. And then they do the dance together, you know, basically perfectly. And, and New Miles is watching from, uh, you know, like basically upstairs hiding and, and sort of just has his heart completely break because he realizes that, that old Miles has a connection to Kate that, that he never will. Like he has the memories, but it's, it's not the same. Um, so he goes back to his apartment and tries and, and like keeps thinking he's going to try to kill himself, um, but, but can't bring himself to do it. So instead he leaves the gun out or rather than, than old Miles at this point after the, the dance um, finds out for, then Kate finally confesses that she, you know, was, was with new Miles and, and, and so he's furious and is like driving over to like beat the shit out of her, potentially even kill New Miles. He gets to the apartment or he's called New Miles. So New Miles knows he's coming and he's left the gun out deliberately because he says, I can't, you know, can't somebody just do this for me. <laughs> and then old Miles gets there, picks up the gun, considers shooting New Miles, but can't quite bring himself to do it. And so instead you just have this scene where they just beat the shit out of each other and, and are just like taking every all their feelings out on each other. There's also this whole thing, which we didn't really explain. There's this credenza that she really cares about, but eventually they end up like just beating the crap out of it because they don't really like it either. Um, and then I think they're about to like maybe come to some sort of agreement where New Miles tries again to leave. But Kate arrives and says, hey, I'm pregnant. And we... You know, the thing is, there's literally no way to tell whose baby it is because you have the same DNA and we're going to have a baby. And then then old Miles smiles and says, we're going to have a baby. And all three of them hug. End of the show. Wow. Yeah. It sounds like they are setting it up for a season two, right? Yeah, it felt more like that. For me watching it, I was like, oh, great. That's a perfect ending now. It's all neatly wrapped up. Like, I really did not think of the possibility of a sequel at all until I started, like, until we started this podcast. And I was looking around for stuff and I was like, oh, God, would they make a sequel out of it? That would be terrible. Cause then it would be like, yeah, I don't think it'll be good. What, two men and a like, baby? But like, it something. seems like they left uh, yeah. open the possibility. The way that they presented it, I did not even, it didn't even enter my mind. So while I was watching it, that did not seem like what they were doing but it did seem like that anthony so uh, i don't know i didn't see it so i don't know what it seemed like to me it just sounds like that to me if that's what happened yeah like babies are normally not like like i'm pregnant is not normally how things end you know what i mean yeah it just seemed to me like <laughs> it was like well we they wrapped it up to a point like it was more like he he achieved some kind of like ability to I don't know, be happy with himself in a, like combining the new and old aspects of himself, I guess, in a way that was going to be productive for their, like, like this, the whole thing was just him, I guess, metaphorically, like with take out the cloning or whatever, coming to terms with like, is he ready to start a family or not? And then by the end of it, it was like, he is ready to start a family. Like that was kind of what I thought the arc was. And yeah, the, 
the cloning thing was just all kind of like plot device to talk about him getting there, especially as somebody who is, I suppose, getting on in age. But I don't know. It was it it definitely i mean i'm terrified of the possibility i i can see how you would read it the other way and i'm uh, i just like don't see how it could be at all fun to do this show with like them trying to raise a baby together it's like no 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 you don't have enough you know there's nothing left in the tank for that please don't bother don't try and do that it's not going to be good for anybody but maybe they will but paul red's going to be busy, busy they confirmed man 3 is moving forward so oh, wait have they just now, just like oh, literally okay. like 10 minutes ago. Daryl's on the news. <laughs> I <laughs> I have alerts. So, yeah. It felt like an ending that was that was done in a way where it could work either way. You know, like it, it, it that it left the door open, but also could serve as, as an ending. And I would say that as a standalone ending, I wasn't crazy about it. It was okay, but but it seemed like a more conclusive ending around one of them leaving or something like that would have been more emotionally satisfying to me. Yeah. I didn't find it satisfying. I found it. Um, I think I brought that out the front. Like I found it a weird place to end, but I also, I guess, I guess it's less weird if I think like, Oh, maybe they'll like continue it on. But yeah, like I, I do think it was nice in that it wasn't expected, but it was n- not nice. Like, I liked that it was a bit messy and unexpected. It was kind of like, oh, okay, this is good because you didn't attempt to really wrap it up. You had them kind of like struggle and have this weird tentative pizza agreement that came out of it. And then this was in there. And so everything's kind of dangly and not, nothing's trimmed off nicely. Everything's in a, a, a mess, right? Like, nobody's state has been resolved. To anybody's satisfaction so i kind of like that about it but um i at the same time i also found like i wanted something that was a bit more satisfying and clear so i had both reactions i guess one other thing i wanted to ask about was what did you guys think of the music because it didn't feel like it had very traditional music it was much more it, it was music that sort of emphasized the kind of strangeness and the surreal quality of it the only time i noticed the music was in the little intro living with yourself that was like the only music i even Hmm. noticed i don't think i ever paid attention to the music otherwise and you guys know me sometimes i like really pick up on it and sometimes i don't i just didn't i didn't really pay attention to the soundtrack either but it's a real soundtrack like i'm looking at it now on spotify it it is like just i felt like it was a lot of like these sort of repetitive things that emphasize the sort of building up of pressure or like the strangeness of the situation. I'm, I'm really not great at talking about music, but it, it was really different. It felt really different to me from a traditional score. Um, and, and I think I liked it. It just, you know, seemed worth mentioning, but yeah, no, I agree. Let's, let's wrap it up. Um, it sounds like Daryl and I mostly liked it. I liked Jordan it. Yeah. Wasn't crazy about it, but, but like, it's like, it's like, uh, fine. You know, I think Daryl said it best with the, with the TV, the the plane 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 tv it's yeah like perfect yeah i think it's a slow burn too like i feel like it's a good i feel like i'll think 
more fondly of it over time as I remember back than I did immediately. Yeah, I think like even in the course of this podcast, you have like grown a deep Mm. attachment to it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When we started, you felt more detached than you do right now. I think, yeah, I think as I start, as I kind of go through plot by plot and then uh, it's just like there could have, there's, it's hard to imagine a show that is has more personal relevance, I think, and uh, a show just where about Paul like, Rudd gets cl- cloned. It's just as well, no, just about a person with you. <laughs> around this age, thinking about the accrued effect of experience, right? right? Like that's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you on that. I'm not trying to shit on you or anything. I agree. All right. Well, with that, I will just end with a few quick reminders. One is that. If you have any feedback on what we're watching, what we should be watching, the job we're doing, you can email us at originalcontent at techcrunch.com. You can also subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app. And everyone have a great weekend. Yay.